Womanjacker. Hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to Samsara's Dramas. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. Samsara's Dramas is a podcast which features scripts written by myself and which are acted out by an amazing ensemble of actors. These scripts cross a wide array of performance types, including stage and film, and are a mix of original works and adaptations. As you know, many of Australia's major entertainment venues have had to close their doors for an unspecified period of time as a response to the public health risks of COVID-19. Here at Planet Arts, we don't have to worry about that because we take our content to you. In order to fill the entertainment gap, especially in this time of mass self-isolation, Samsara's Dramas is increasing the release of material from fortnightly to three times a week, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays until things begin to settle back down to situation normal. Today it is time for the next instalment of an old favourite, the podcast soap opera The Players by Samsara. The Players ran through all of 2018 and 2019 and had a cult following. In box set two, we meet two new characters, the intriguing pianist Karana and Ruby's favourite couturier Henri in chapters 6 to 11. This box set really is about Flora though and the length a businessman must go to in order to keep his customers happy. a stage, and all the men and women merely players. Ruby's Office Hello? Why, Eric? Of course, I'll take time to chat with you. We could discuss the upcoming Dramaticus season over a lovely Beaujolais. I need to speak with you. Right now! (laughs) Now, now, Eric, you know I'm a married woman. Now! (sighs) I'm sorry, Eric, but I really have to go. I have another editor to charm on the other line. Oh, you know I'm only devoted to you, Eric, but I do have to throw the other some crumbs. I think we can continue this tomorrow at the launch. See you then. Yes. I shall put aside our best vintage just for you. Bye. Edward, that was rude. Mm. I was on the phone to Eric Masterton at Theatre Talk magazine. I don't care who that was. You are my wife. So I come first. Why were you flirting with him anyway? And right in front of me. Well, you were the one who stormed in without knocking. Besides, flirting is how things get done in the theatre industry (laughs) and you know it. If you think I am going to stand by while my wife sleeps with every editor in town, we are shutting Dramaticus down right now. Oh, but it's all right for you to sleep with every actress you meet. (sighs) You have no proof of that. Are you serious, Edward? Every 
everybody knows you are doing it. Do you understand how embarrassing it is for me every time I come face to face with one of your little floozies and know that everyone else in the room knows it too? You are not exactly discreet. I did not come here to discuss that. Just be aware that I will not tolerate being cuckolded. So what did you storm in here to demand? I'm here to talk about the launch. It is ridiculous for you to expect Flora and I to perform completely unsupported in this manner. Well, you agreed that this was the best solution. I have given you full creative control over choice of songs, <laughs> choreography and costuming. What more could oh, you want? By complete control, you mean we have to do all the work ourselves? With no help. Well, you and Flora were the ones who refused to be part of the organised production. You didn't think the songs were suitable for your eminence in the field, and Flora wouldn't attend rehearsals. Flora is also the one who kept sending back her costume to be changed because it didn't feel right. And as a result, I gave you full control over all those aspects, and now you are complaining. What exactly is it you want me to do? Why won't you do? <clears throat> You, you are right, Rube. You have given us exactly what we wanted and, and I'm fine with it. I was just getting carried away with being the protective father. After all, it, it's just a bit of a challenge with Flora, with her, with her youth and inexperience. Yes, but she is working with her father. She listens to you and she trusts you. She knows you wouldn't do anything to make her look silly or fall on her face. You... you were right, as usual. It is moments like this I... I truly believe you love Flora as much as I do. You know I do, Eddie. Brick has found some quiet time on stage to do a yoga workout. Oh, I'm sorry. I must be in the wrong place. Uh, hey, where did you think you were? Uh, I was told to come to the stage for a rehearsal. I didn't know it was for hair. <laughs> what did you think you were rehearsing for? Uh, some sort of launch or something. I don't know many details. I am really sorry for interrupting you. I, I must have the wrong time. Uh, no, no. Please, stay. I was just finishing up anyway. So you're rehearsing for the launch? A woman is beautiful as you must obviously be an actor. And someone as forward as you must obviously be a tech. <laughs> Does your boss know that you do yoga on her time? Maybe, maybe I'm on a break. A break from what? The place looks deserted right now. <laughs> My, you are rather judgmental, aren't you? Look, I'm sorry, I'm sure there's a rehearsal about to start and if you get caught messing around, you could lose your job. You really should get out of here. You're absolutely right, my fair maiden. I must depart. But please, just before I leave, give me one token of your affection. <laughs> and what token would satisfy my bold knight? Why, the name of the beautiful goddess I see standing before me? I must know who it is I will be worshipping from now on. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> Seriously, what is your name, lovely one? Mm, I probably shouldn't tell you. But it's Karana. Karana. 
to hear your name causes bluebirds to sing, the sun to break through the roof and shine on my world. <laughs> Stop it! Quickly, you must go before they see you half naked and not doing any work. I promise I won't say a thing. Farewell, family, until we meet again. Meanwhile, back in Ruby's office. I truly do believe you love our daughter as much as I do. Oh, Ed, I do. You know I do. Well, the problem is Flora doesn't know it. Well, I tell her just about every time I see her. What more can I do? You can show her. Well, how, Ed? She knows you love her, my little Rubicon, but she thinks you love Brick and River more. She even thinks you love your brother, Michael, more than her. Can you even begin to imagine the pain she is in? Why, that, that's ridiculous. I love all my children equally. All three have unique talents, and I do everything I can to support them in discovering those talents. That is all part of what Dramaticus is about, for goodness shh, sake. Shh, settle down, Rube. I know you don't mean to show favouritism, but you do. And it is seriously affecting Flora's self-confidence. Well, what more am I supposed to do? Well, I don't think what you've done with the launch is really helping. First, kicking her out of the show, then bringing her back in as a support act, not even providing a costume. Well, most of that is her own doing. If she had attended rehearsals and not been so difficult working with Emerald on that costume, none of us would be necessary. See what I mean? You even take the side of her cousin over her. No wonder she believes you hate her. Well, I don't hate her. Prove it! Well, how? Give her a costume. Edward, there is just no time left to make anything. There is one costume which already exists. Oh. What do you mean? Her unfinished one? We told Emerald not to keep working on it, so I doubt if it can be finished in time for the launch at this late stage. No, I don't mean the unfinished one. Oh, then what are you talking about? There is another female costume that's been completed. You are not suggesting... Yes, I am. Flora, can't use Sienna's costume? What will Sienna wear? Besides, it probably wouldn't even fit oh. her. It fits her beautifully. She has tried it on? Yes. This is not a spur of the moment idea, is it? You planned this from the moment you walked in the room. You owe her! I don't owe her anything! I am her mother. And I love her and raise her and provide for her always. Putting food on the table and building a great big theatre isn't enough. You really just did it for Brick and River and Michael and his daughters. That's my point. You love all of them so much more than you love Flora and I. You and Flora make yourselves very hard to love. Ah, ah, so I'm right. You don't love her. You don't love either of us. No, Ed, no. Look, that is not what I meant to say. You know I love you. I love you both. If I didn't love you, why do you think I put up with all don't your infidelities? change the subject. We are talking about Flora and how you are going out of your way 
to humiliate her rather than to love and support her. No, Ed, that's not true. What can I say to make you believe me? The only way I will believe that you truly love and treasure our daughter is if you give her Sienna's costume and tell Sienna she has to go out and buy another gown. But Ed, that is not fair to Sienna. And Emerald didn't design it for Flora. It was it is part of an ensemble with Brett. And again, you are showing your preference for your son and niece over your youngest and most vulnerable daughter. She is just a teenager. What you do now will scar her for the rest of her life. All right, all right. You win, Flora can have Sienna's dress. I will get River to let Sienna know she has to find something else. Are you happy now? More importantly, is Flora happy now, having caused more drama and inconvenience? We're both very happy, thank you. Now, I must rush off to rehearsals. What's the name of that pianist again? Kirana. Kirana? Hmm, sounds intriguing. I'll let Flora know the good news about the costume. You do that. Kirana is alone on stage, practicing for a recital. Wonderful playing, my dear. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. One of the techs let me stay on stage, uh, so I thought I would get in a bit of practice. No, 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 no need to apologise. That was positively delightful. Was that the Moonlight Sonata, or do my ears deceive me in my dotage? Yes, yes it was. I have a recital coming up, so I thought I would get in a bit of practice. This is a lovely piano. Such a joy to play. Yes, only the best for us. Which is why you are here, of course. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, I am sorry. I seem to have made you a bit uncomfortable. And like the great oaf that I am, I have not even managed introductions. I, beautiful lady, am Edward Drummond. And you must be the lovely Kirana, pianist extraordinaire. <laughs> Yes, I am Karana. I believe I will be accompanying you and your daughter for a performance to launch this theatre on Saturday. Yes, that is correct. Speaking of daughters, is she around? I haven't seen anyone since I was directed uh, to the stage at the front door. Hmm. Hmm. Never mind. Her tardiness shall allow us to make beautiful music together. Speaking of which, have you been given the sheet music? Yes, I have it here. Good, good, good. No, no rush, though. Flora's not here, and I think we should take the time to get to know each other. Just that little bit better. Uh, uh, um, 
I really would like to get started. We don't have much time and I want us to be as good as possible for the launch. I have complete faith that you will be magnifique. I tell you what, while we wait for Flora, why don't I join you at the piano and we can do some warm-ups with, you know, some standard musical numbers. Um, okay. I don't have a lot of music with me, but I do know a few songs. Hmm. Let's see. Do you know, isn't it romantic? Yes, that, that's one I know. Great. Then, shall we begin? hosting a sewing bee in her workshop. <laughs> Holy cow! This clock goes on forever, Emerald. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> it needs to be this big to reach across the whole stage. <laughs> well, I am blaming you. You are the designer. So? So you decided how big the stage was going to be in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> True. You've got me dead to rights. This is my fault. I surrender. <laughs> oh, this is truly beautiful material though. Oh, it is. Expensive enough too. I thought your mum was gonna have a heart attack when I presented her with the costings. Mm, she complains all the time, but really she wouldn't begrudge a dime. She has set up this company for all of us and she would never want to stifle anyone's creativity over as something as silly as money. Not when it is a really amazing creation, as your design is. Oh, true. <laughs> Aunt Ruby always comes across as tough and ruthless, but underneath, it really does seem as if all that really matters to her is family. <sighs> if only all the members of the family understood that. I assume you're referring to Edward and Flora. <laughs> I am pretty transparent, aren't I? <laughs> no, not you. The situation is pretty transparent. Mm. Oh, oh! I'm so glad to have found both of you here. Hey, Aunt Ruby. Come sit down. I don't suppose you're here to help us with this hemming? Hi, Mum. You look a bit flustered. Is everything all right? Would you like a drink? Oh, yes, please. A scotch. Neat. Well, mm. that sounds serious. It is. And you're not going to like it, Emerald. What's wrong, Mum? You're starting to scare me. Yeah, just relax. Here's your drink. Whatever it is, I'm sure we can work it out. It's about the opening, isn't it? Yes. I'm afraid it is. Okay, so just tell us. We are here for you, whatever the problem is. Is Sienna here? Well, not yet. Although I expect her here at any moment. She's coming to help us with this little sewing bee. We thought it'd be a fun, girly bonding thing. <laughs> you girls have become so close since this project began. Yeah, I suppose we have. It's been a marvelous opportunity to reconnect both families. Especially as we have so much in common. The family business, so to speak. So does that mean Flora is joining you too? <laughs> I very much doubt it. Why? Did you even invite her? 
No. Why not? Look, she's your cousin too. She, she's just as much part of this family as any of you. It is, it's cruel for you to exclude her from things like this. Oh, no wonder, no wonder she feels like an outsider. Knows if we don't love her. Mum, we didn't invite her because we knew she wouldn't come. This is too much like hard work. Bora doesn't believe in work. She thinks everything should be given to her on a silver plate, oh, ready-made no. and perfect. I just know we were talking about the adorable Flora. <laughs> I see. That is enough sarcasm, young lady. Look, Flora is your cousin and deserves respect as such. Hello, Aunt Ruby. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. I, I know I was being mean. Oh, it's not, not me being upset, which is a concern. It is Flora feeling left out of, which is the problem. I know, but... She makes it really hard to like her sometimes. All the time. Em, sorry. Is this what you came here to talk to us about, Mum? It doesn't really seem like the kind of thing to get you this upset. Unless Edward has been picking at you. Is that what has happened? Yes. No, 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 no. Come with that, Ruby, out with it. What has you so disturbed? Oh, look, none of you are going to like it. Especially not you, Sienna. Let me guess, Flora is insisting on being back in the main number of the showcase even though she hasn't rehearsed and hasn't let, ever let Animal finish her costume. No, 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 no. Flora and Edward will still do the two songs after the main proceedings are finished. Phew, that's a relief. Mm -hmm. Come on, Mum. If it's not that, then how bad could it possibly be? Well, this change will impact both Sienna and Emerald quite badly with the little amount of time we have left and with so much still left we have to do. This is not going to be good, is it? No, Emerald, I'm afraid it isn't. Just tell us. Treat it like pulling off a band-aid. You know, make it quick and maybe the pain won't linger. Okay, here it is. I have agreed to allow Flora to wear Sienna's dress for the opening. What? Are you kidding me? Flora begins her search for the perfect costume at her mother's favourite salon, Ensemble. Flora, this is such a surprise. I was not expecting you today. Welcome to Ensemble. Hello, Henri. I presume your mama is right behind me, we? No, I'm here on my own today. Oh, I see. You are buying a present for your mama. You're such a thoughtful enfant. Is it her birthday? I normally keep track of such things. Fabian, how did we not know Madame Roman has a birthday coming up? No, Henri, I'm not here to shop for Ruby. You call your mama by your name? You Australians are very odd, you know. Can we please stop talking about her? I need a dress for the launch and I want one of yours. But Mademoiselle Flora, I do not provide couturier les enfants. We only design for adults. I'm not a child. I am 15 years old. Oh, oui, oui. I did not mean to offend. I'm sure you are very mature for your age. Why does a beautiful young jeune fille need a robe elegant? I don't need a bathrobe. I need a dress. 
The launch of Dramaticus is only two days away and I need a dress. No, no, I need two dresses. One for my performance and, and one for the party afterwards. Ah, yes, the launch. I am looking forward to it very much. Your mama has chosen the most beautiful dress I have ever designed. Well, you have to make something even better for me. Of course, Benicti. Here at Ensemble, we only create pictures of grace, beauty and elegance. Please, take a seat and I'll get the girls ready for a viewing. Uh, would you like some orange juice while we prepare? Everyone else gets champagne. Everyone else is over 18. <laughs> I will have a glass of Verve Silcoe, thank you. <laughs> I am sorry, Mademoiselle Flora, but I cannot serve the alcohol to a minor. <sighs> Henri, do you see what I'm waving in front of you? It is a credit card. It is Ruby's credit card. She has sent me here specifically for this purchase. Do you want me to go back to her and tell my loving mother how I was brutalized by your abuse and contempt and how I had to resort to buying a, a dress from Kmart? Mademoiselle! But nothing, Henri. I want a glass of bubbles and then I want to see the best you have on the floor and I want to be out of here in half an hour. Am I making myself clear? But Flora, an half an hour is impossible. The clock is ticking, Henri. Uh, oui, oui. Fabian, Rabimon, get the girls ready with the princess collection. I want them out here in ten minutes. Five. Five minutes. I shall just pour some Veuve Clicquot for our client and be right with you. Edward and Karana are on stage finishing up their rehearsal. Well, I have absolutely no idea what's happened to that irresponsible young daughter of mine. Do you think she's okay? Maybe yeah. you should call her. I will. I doubt if she will get here, even if I can find her. Why don't you pack up your music and we can spend the rest of the session chatting over a drink in the bistro next door. Oh, I wouldn't want to keep you away from the things that you need to do to prepare for the launch. Nonsense. Everything is well in hand. And I could really use your expert advice on how to best prepare with the limited time we have. Well, I guess so. Excellent. I'll just give my daughter a quick call and then we'll be off. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Hey, you look like you're getting ready to leave. It's a bit early, isn't it? You've only been here half an hour. Let me guess. No one turned up. Well, you're half right. Edward has been here, but his daughter is missing in action. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Why do you say that? Let's just say I've had a bit of experience dealing with Flora. That does not sound promising. It isn't, but enough of this. As your rehearsals have been cut short, perhaps you'd like to join me for a coffee? It's the least I can do to apologise for this wasted time. Oh no, that's alright. Sometimes things just happen. Besides, Ed has already apologised. So it's Ed already, huh? Did he tell you how beautiful your eyes were and that your hands moved like gossamer? over the keyboard. <laughs> no, don't be silly. He is a lovely man, very considerate. In fact, he's taking me for a drink uh, now to discuss the launch in more detail. Oh, so I have to say no to your offer. Ah, oh, he is, is he? You do know he's a married man, don't you? Of course I do. Just what is it you are implying? I just wanted to see how open your eyes are. I guess you're not quite the person I assumed you were. 
That is so insulting. Ed is just being nice and you make all these foul accusations. Why don't you just go back to your dark, dirty stage shadows and leave us? What's going on here? Are you alright, Kirana? You seem upset. What has this ignoramus been saying to you to cause you such irritation? No, nothing. It's alright. I just misunderstood something he said. And uh, what exactly was it you misunderstood? Um, I thought he was saying that... I think she thought... I said there would be more rehearsal time. Didn't you, Kurana? Uh, look, I, I'm sorry for the confusion. I meant to say that if you let us know what time suits you best, we can work out other rehearsals around your needs. Oh, yes. Mm. I'm so sorry I misunderstood. That sounds lovely, especially as this rehearsal has not been very productive. Well, I just spoke to Flora and she forgot all about the rehearsal. Shouldn't be able to get here anytime soon, but she has given me some options of other rehearsal times, which we can discuss over drinks. Shall we go? Yes, that's a good idea. Bye bye, Karana. I'll see you again soon. Flora sits back and enjoys the runway show at Ensemble. Fabian, we're ready! Mademoiselle Flora, what could possibly be more appropriate for a beautiful budding woman such as yourself than our princess collection? We have three luminous gowns, all of which will be perfect for your debut at the Dramaticus Lodge. Our first offering is being modelled by Giselle, and it is a lovely spearmint taffeta with an overskirt of beaded chiffon. Each of the beads on the skirt has been unsewn by a very own Fabian. Weeks of bespoke labor and over 10 meters of material have gone into making this gorgeous green gown. The fitted sleeveless bodice has a simple v-neck and the austerity of the top draws the eye down to the delicate complexity of the green cloud on which you appear to float. If I wear that, I'm gonna look like Kermit the Frog. Pardon what? Kermit, you know, the Muppet. Show me something else. Well, we. Oui. Uh, thank you, Giselle. Up next, we have Francois, an unstunning red velvet. This heavier fabric provides shape and contour to the sleeveless design. The full floor length skirt has a subtle pannier at the hips, which gives it a delightful air of Louis XIV. The diamante detail over the bust draws attention to your uh, femininity. Whilst the discreet modesty panel creates a titillating look, don't touch air of innocence, echoed by the bow at the waist. Can you remove the modesty panel? Why, mademoiselle, that would be scandalous. Don't be such a prude. Well, if you're not going to remove it, show me something else. Very well. The last item in this collection is this sky blue satin floor length gown Mimi is wearing. The full skirt is again overlaid with chiffon, this time without the beading. The focus on this dress is the decolletage, as this simple sleeveless design falls away to a beautiful pure white waist sash, and only the slightest hint of crystal beading at the uh, <coughs> cleavage. A simple diamond pendant at the neckline is all that would be needed to finish the ensemble. No, 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 no! When you said princess collection, I didn't think you meant Disney princess. If I wear any of these, I will look like I'm 12. 
Disney is Sienna's gig. I want something a grown-up would wear. The only time I want to be walking on a cloud is when I get married. <laughs> Your jokes are very funny, Mademoiselle Flora. <laughs> I wasn't being funny. That does give me an idea, though. What do you have in your bridal range? Oh no, mademoiselle, that would not be appropriate at all. Excuse me, I I'll just I'll just call my mum. Oh no, no need for that. Fabian, the bridal collection, Trevor And and the sophisticated sweet as well. That's better. Flora continues her search for the perfect costume at Ensemble. This year's bride can be a woman of many moods, but tradition never dies. Giselle is showing our most popular design, with a white chiffon full skirt flowing from an heavily beaded and corseted bodice. The Sasha baby pink satin cups the bosom in a curious blend of vampishiness hoops. The sash is clasped by a diamante brooch in the middle, giving relief to the abundance of beading, emphasizing the cinched waist. Uh, once again, all the beadwork is unsewn by a very own artisan Fabian. That dress looks just like all the others you've shown me. Really? Well, perhaps Francois is something more your style. As you can see, the dress is wrapped around the body, with the draping emphasizing the curve of the waist, and a sleeve across only one shoulder gives it a delightfully Romanesque flavor. A simple design, brought into magnificence, with the skirt skillfully crafted into a massive white rose, the petals spiraling out from the center point to reach around the legs and flutter as you walk. A chunky white bracelet on the sleeved arm would be sufficient to create balance, whilst allowing everyone to admire the outrageously stunning skirt design. It takes a confident woman to wear this gown. Oh, I'll take it. Just remove that flower. Something straight and bigger-hugging, like the main dress, is exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, here, I will not take the flower off. This is the design, and if I let you wear it, you will wear all of it. Daddy says the customer is always right, so if I want the flower removed, you will remove the flower. That is enough. I do not have the time or interest for your charter schemes. Get out of my establishment right now and don't come back without your mother. No, no, Henri, I'm very sorry. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I only have two days to find a dress and learn my part because Sienna and Brick kicked me out of their act and Emerald refuses to finish my costume. You have to help me. I need something magnificent to show them they can't bully me. Oh, my petite accident for Olivier. Relax and let Henri help you. I think I know what you are after now. Uh, perhaps the next dress will do the trick. Mimi is wearing a more sophisticated gown. Still a pure white, this satin ensemble is fitted to the knee where it bursts into a flared skirt and elegant but not too long train. The mule at the front, the back plunges deep into the hips, yet retains just enough modesty to be legal. Oh my god, I love it! Daddy would kill me if I wore that. I knew you would say that. Let's move on. Fabian, we're moving on to the sophisticated suite. Get some ready, said Depeche. Michael has called Edward to the green room for a chat. Michael? Ah, Edward. Thanks for meeting me here. Coffee? I do not appreciate it. Being some, like some sort of lackey. I'm sorry, I just thought you would want to know straight away. I know you have concerns about not being kept in the loop with important information. Let's sit. Is this 
going to take long. I'm supposed to be rehearsing right now. You have already cost me enough time. I was told your rehearsal finished early because Flora didn't show up. Yes. Well, that is not the point. Besides, just because we are not at the piano, it does not mean I do not need to discuss important things with our repertoire. She has no idea what is going on or how things will work. In fact, we are going to have a directorial meeting right now. Whatever this is about, it can wait. Alright, up you go. I just thought you might appreciate being told what your debut play is going to be about before the announcement at the launch. Obviously not. Have a great meeting. Oh, oh, no, no, wait! Tell me... No, no, you're right. It's not that important at all. Go do what you need to do. You'll find out soon enough. You tell me right now! Actually, I will have that coffee. Milk and two sugars. Thank you, Michael. <coughs> Watching you wait, are you? Ooh, how impertinent. Just make the coffee and tell me which play it is. What is my role? I'd better have the lead or there will be big trouble. Well, the coffee <laughs> pot is over there. You know where everything is. Make it your bloody self. You offered! Yeah, it's too late now. You've missed your window of opportunity. As usual, you have to make it yourself. Yeah. Well then. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't want one anyway. No. Suit yourself. Mm. All, all right, all right. I'll make it myself. So, what is our debut play about? It's better be a classic. Oh, it is. <gasps> it was Shakespeare, of course. Yes, of course. <gasps> One of the romances, perhaps. No. Oh, a comedy! There are so many locks to choose from. I can't imagine how you decided which one to go with. No, not a comedy. For oh, goodness sake, what is this? 20 questions. Just tell me who am I playing? Do you know anything about scoliosis? Scoli. What on earth are you talking about? Scoliosis, curvature of the spine. I am not here for a medical conference, Michael. Which play are we doing? You haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured out what? You haven't told me anything except it's not a romance or a comedy. That pretty much just leaves a history play. It's a king! <gasps> I'm playing a king? Hmm, perfect casting. Which one is it? A Henry, a Leah? Oh, not a third. Oh, firstly, he's only a prince, and secondly, oh, I just don't have the skin tone. No, you, <clears throat> you're not a fellow. Iago, maybe. Oh, enough, Bruce. Not this season. Oh, which king am I playing? Hmm. This will impress Kirana. 
Mm. You really don't know. You need to work on your dramaturgy. Oh, tell me who I'm playing, Michael! All right, all right. You're playing... Richard Third. Brilliant! Thank you. Oh, I've completely misjudged you, my good man. Oh, you're welcome. I must say I'm surprised by your reaction. You thought I would be upset by being cast as a king in a Shakespeare? Are you mad? Well, I guess I just didn't think you would be so pleased with this, um, particular king. Why? What's wrong with Richard? Oh. Wait. There are two Richards, aren't there? There is the old Wastrel. Oh, and the cripple. Neither are particularly appealing, really. <laughs> mm. What were we just discussing? Oh, my lord, not the 20 questions again. What were we discussing? I don't know. Coffee, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, are you sure you're not a natural blonde? No, of course not. Why would you? Oh, <laughs> how rude. What kind of director are you that you feel free to insult your actors so openly and so freely? I am going to tell Ruby about this. It will not do, it will not do at all! I'm sorry, look, you're, you're right, and I, I, I give you my heartfelt apologies. That was completely inappropriate, and I, I, look, I, I, I promise I'll do everything to ensure a safe and creative environment from now on. I do know better than that. I just don't know what I was thinking. Yes, I should hope so. Anyway, we were discussing scoliosis, so obviously it is Richard III you'll be portraying. <sighs> this is a joke, isn't it? No, well, well, why would you say that? You want my first role at Dramaticus to be a hunchback cripple? I'm a leading man. The love interest. The god. I am David. The statue, not the giant killer. I am Fabio. I am Brad Pitt. I am the epitome of male beauty and charisma. You can't cast me as a half-man! Edward, Richard III is one of the greatest roles ever written. I don't care! I'm speaking to Ruby about this. It is unsupportable! It's done, and there's nothing you can do. The publicity has been published, and the announcement is tomorrow night. We... Shall see about that. Sienna, River and Emerald are still in Emerald's workshop. Today, the role of River is being played by Sophie Rose and Emerald is being played by Samsara. Why that sneaky, conniving little trap? I'm gonna kill her! Hey, that's my mum you're talking about. Not her, stupid! I'm talking about that spoilt and horrid little sister of yours! Flora, half-sister, if you please. I don't understand why Aunt Ruby would let her get away with something like this. I thought she was better than that. How are we all going to maintain a professional and functional working relationship if Flora is allowed to screw everything up with a pout and a tantrum? I will be willing to lay money on the fact that Edward did this, not Flora. 
This has his nasty stench of cunning and manipulation all over it. Ooh, not a huge fan of stepdaddy, are you, River? Well, it doesn't matter who is to blame. Flora now has my costume, and unless a miracle occurs, I'm going on stage stark naked tomorrow night. <laughs> 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 as enticing as that sounds, cuz. <laughs> uh, I don't think the launch is a time or place for us to go burlesque. <laughs> Stop laughing! This is a catastrophe! <laughs> what is? Oh, Brick, you won't believe what Mum has just told us. <laughs> well, this sounds ominous. Does it have anything to do with tomorrow night? Yes. Oh, oh dear. Uh, let me guess. Edward? As yet, unproven. <laughs> Grown. Flora? Aha. Uh -huh. Go on, tell me. What has she done or not done now? She has stolen my dress! Pardon? She has stolen my dress! Mum just came and told us that Flora will be wearing Sienna's costume tomorrow, so Sienna has to find something else to wear. Does, does it even fit her? Well, based on my measurements, she would be a bit lacking, shall we say? <laughs> Might actually be quite funny to see. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she want to wear it? I I don't understand. None of us do. I do. She's insanely jealous of me and she wants to do anything she can to ruin my reputation. Sienna, she's just young and selfish. It's not a personal vendetta. Maybe not yet. All right, enough of this. We have a problem to solve, so let's get to it. We can save all this argy-bargy for after the miracle. What's the plan, sis? Well, the original idea was for Flora to go shopping and just find a nice dress off the rack. I guess we can do that for Sienna? Righto. Uh, my car is outside. <laughs> Let's go shopping. As much as I hate to turn down any invitation to shop, especially using someone else's money, I have way too much work to do for the launch. I'm gonna have to leave this task in your capable hands. I have to get back to the theatre. Good luck with the shopping trip, C. Let me know how you go, okay? Bye, everyone. Okay, well, that leaves the three of us. Let's go. Come on, no time's a wasting. Look, you two go ahead. I still have a lot of sewing to do for the launch. I know you will choose something beautiful, see, and don't worry, you will shine no matter what you end up wearing. Well, it looks like it's just the two of us, Sienna. Come on, we'll have a ball. We can have a movie montage scene where you try on everything in the store. I will film it and we can play it as part of our family home movie screenings at Mum's Easter dinner. Well, I guess so. I, are you sure you don't want to come, Em? What if I pick something you don't like? What, what colour should I look for? See, you will be fine. You know which colours suit you. And I'm sure Brick will be honest with you if something really isn't right. Won't you, Brick? Yes, ma'am. What if I don't find anything suitable? Nobody knows what is suitable better than Brick and yourself. You know your act and you know the intentions. Go out and have fun shopping. Come on, Sienna. I know how you ladies are. It takes forever for you to make a decision. So we need to leave now. All right. I'll send you a picture of the one we choose, Em, before we buy it. Okay, but I'm sure you will choose something amazing. Now go. So, little Miss Flora, you think you have beaten me, don't you? Well, you have no idea what I am capable of. You will not make my sister go on stage in some store-bought piece of nothing. Not whilst I still have fingers to sew with. 
Flora continues to drive Henri crazy at Ensemble. Mademoiselle Flora, you have not liked anything I've bought before you so far. Perhaps Ensemble is not the right salon for you at this transitional time of your life. As I explained to you earlier, at Ensemble we cater for a more mature woman. You are still so young and so full of the life. Our floor-length gowns will only tie you down, Sherry. And I've told you that I'm all grown up now and I deserve to have a proper gown, just like my sister and my cousins. Oh, mon enfant, it is hard to be the youngest, may we? We, oui. I, I mean, yes. Look, I don't have much time left. I still have two songs to learn. Daddy picked them from some dumb old musical, but what Daddy wants, Daddy gets. And if I get whole couture out of the bargain, I will pretty much do anything he likes. He is perhaps too generous for your own good. You are not my father, so stay out of it. All you need to know is I have the company credit card, so show me this sophisticated selection you've been hinting at. Sounds perfect. Very well. Fabian, start the music. You are, of course, by now very familiar with our models. Our sophisticated suite is by far our largest collection and has been designed for glamorous young royalty across the world. Right. I'm sure to find something here. If it's good enough for Monaco, it has to be good enough for Dramaticus. We oui. certainly hope so. Giselle is modeling a gorgeous crimson satin gown, while still bearing a fluent flawless skirt. Without the layers earlier gowns had had, the material kisses the thighs as she walks. The light emphasizing her legs and designer shoes. Cinched at the waist, the bodice is demure, but heavily beaded by our very own artisan Fabian. Henri, that's just like the princess dresses without a petticoat. The colour is divine, but the dress is boring. Boring? <clears throat> well, Miss Drummond, you are the first person ever to call one of my designs boring. Are you sure you do not want to continue down the street to find something a bit more Thrilling. No, no, I, I, I'm sorry, Henri. I, I misspoke. I meant to say it's beautiful, it's just not me. I fear nothing as a salon would be you. Nonsense. I loved that thing you made for River for Christmas. Ah, c'est good, Lame. That was a once-in-a-lifetime design indeed. And Mademoiselle River was so perfectly. Well, I want something even better. We shall see. Now, thank you, Giselle. Francois's gown will have the life you are looking for. This stunning teal dress was inspired by your beautiful Australian beaches. The full-length full gown is a textured brocade mirroring the waves of the ocean. Whilst the full sleeve bodice is a cleverly beaded chiffon. The beads cloth through appropriately for modesty whilst allowing an intimate collotage to be through. The gold leaf embossed belt is a one-off design by who else but our very own master craftsman Fabian. Oh, give us a twirl, Francois, so the mademoiselle can see how it moves. Wow, it really does look like the ocean. And, and the bodice looks just like coral emerald would kill for this dress. I have not seen Mademoiselle Benesser for a long time. She is shy about her scars, no? No, I, I mean, yes. Who cares? We're talking about me today. So, uh, you like this one? I do, but the colour goes right up to the neck. <coughs> I feel like I'm choking. Oh no, you, you know I fit every dress I sell to perfectly accentuate the wearer, as well as maximising comfort and wearability. I know, but I don't have time for that. I have to find something off the rack. Mademoiselle Flora, I do not do pret-a-porter. I am a couturier. Everything I make is one-off. It is a guarantee. Yes, yep, just put it aside as a maybe. Show me some more first before I make a decision. Thank you, Francois. This one is a short list, Fabian. You cannot 
possibly be overlooked no matter how many people are in the room with this boisterous sunflower yellow soul creation. The light of their fabric floats as you walk, as you can see with Mimi. Note the cunning balloon effect at the end line, which allows air to pocket and billow the skirt as each step is taken. The gold brocade with sash should clash with the yellow, but it has the opposite effect, with the textured metallic toning the ensemble down a fraction, taking it from out there to elegant. You are definitely getting warmer, Henri, but it's still all a bit old school. Don't you have anything a bit more fun? Yes, I do see what you are saying. I am not teasing you when I say I think this final gown will be exactly the one for you. Well, you're not exactly batting a thousand so far. There's only been one that I've been slightly interested in and I have serious reservations about that one. Oui, oui, but I really think you will love this next one. It combines youth and sophistication. In fact, I am beginning to understand I had you in mind when I designed it. Really? Oui. I've been watching you grow, and I knew one day you would come to me for your first couture creation. Today is the day! Here is Giselle once more, with our pièce de résistance, the florette! See, I even named it for you without knowing. It is fate, karma, kiss me! It's glorious! Oui, a simple silver lame bodice with delicate spaghetti straps is stinched across the waist with a blue satin sash. The same material as the free-flowing floor-length skirt. The M-line is wired to give the skirt freedom of movement and keep everyone guessing about where you are going and what you are doing. It is fun and playful, just like you. What's being able to stand up and be counted even in the most sophisticated circles. This is a dress for your launch. Yes, I'll take it. It's perfect. Finally. You can turn the musical Fabian. She's found one she likes. Now, Mademoiselle Drummond, I believe you mentioned you needed two dresses. Yes, one for the performance and one for the party. May I suggest you take the teal ocean gown for the performance and enjoy the rest of the evening in this beautiful dress, which is so very aligned with your beautiful personality. Yes, great idea. Daddy will love it. Giselle, why are you standing there? Go take off the dress so Mademoiselle Flora can put it on for the fitting. Oh, I don't have time for a fitting. I have to go. Just fix it yourself and send it to Dramaticus. They know where to put them. Uh, but, but I do not have your measurements. Uh, Paula Emerald, she has measured me a thousand times for that terrible costume she was making. See you in the launch! Oh, mon dieu. The Players was written and produced by Samsara. The theme music is by Embryo and the Shakespeare voiceover is by Shane Grant. The Players features Jack Avery as Flora Drummond, April Gareffa as Emerald Bannister, Justin Groves as Brick Morello, Axel Gunn as Michael Bannister, Scott Knight as Edward Drummond, Imbi Lady Ling as River Morello, Jacqueline Lombardo as Sienna Bannister, Gabrielle Ryer as Karana, Marie Shefford as Ruby Drummond, and Damien Valletta as Henri. Next Wednesday, you can relax with Box Set 3. Henri helps Emerald with an impossible schedule, Ruby starts to crack under the pressure, and there are hints of romance in the air. We're on Twitter, and you can follow us by searching Samsara's dramas. You can also take the opportunity to tell us what you think about the players or any of our dramas so far. 
We would love to hear what you have to say. If you like this episode, please leave a tip by clicking on the tip jar link in the show notes. You can also become a regular financial subscriber if you want to help me continue making this show. Just follow the link to the tip jar in the show notes and it will tell you how. If you live in Melbourne, you can also check out my other podcast, What Did She Do?, which celebrates entertainment in Melbourne. It drops every Sunday and remember, do what you love and do a lot of it. Skip. Ah, f- Go away.